最佳听众互动奖得奖的是 First Story 等等，还有一位是 First Story 和 Discord 共同得奖。First Story 最新推出的 Discord 整合功能是为听众管理新标杆，将拥有会员资格的听众自动加入 Discord 群组。这不仅减少创作者的负担，也为听众带来丰富的互动体验，获得全台 Podcaster 一致肯定。体验这个惊人的功能，立刻点击叙述栏链接，让你与听众互动更上层楼。China's Taiwan Affairs Office has announced that it will allow the import of some Taiwanese pineapple sugar apples. The famous fruit grown in Taichung was banned from import by China in 2021, which claimed it contained harmful organisms. The partial ban lift was credited to several KMT legislators, including Taichung County Magistrate Yao Qingling. While opposition party members warn that the move is an attempt by China to buy votes for the KMT in next year's presidential election. I believe this is one of the Chinese Communist Party's old tricks to help boost the KMT's performance in the upcoming election. I urge all sectors not to buy votes because of a one-time policy. Don't forget that more political blockades can come at any time. To me, sugar apples are just cute little fruits. Now everyone wants to drag them into politics. The Council of Agriculture stated that Taiwan's pineapple sugar apple industry encompasses 1,009 orchards and 50 packaging plants, but only 25 orchards, three packaging plants, and 14 farmers have been approved by China for import, which is less than 3% of the industry. The council urged China to act in accordance with international trade standards and engage in dialogue. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has concluded his visit to Beijing, in which a highly anticipated meeting was held with Chinese leader Xi Jinping. Although little progress seems to have been made to thaw the icy relations between the two countries, many are wondering whether this visit is a prelude to a future meeting between Xi and U.S. President Joe Biden. Let's hear more about what happened. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken flies out from Beijing after a brief two-day visit, the highlight of which was a meeting with Chinese leader Xi Jinping on Monday afternoon. I hope that through this visit, Mr. Secretary, you will make more positive contributions to stabilizing China-U.S. relations. President Biden asked me to travel to Beijing because he believes that the United States and China. In a post-meeting press conference, Blinken said that the two sides agreed to increase educational exchanges and flights, and to not decouple their economies. But the U.S. stood firm on major issues in the Taiwan Strait. I raised U.S. concerns shared by a growing number of countries about the PRC's provocative actions in the Taiwan Strait, as well as in the South and East China Seas. We remain opposed to. Any unilateral changes to the status quo. In the past two months, U.S. and Chinese military aircraft and warships have nearly come to blows due to China's provocations. The United States has repeatedly called for the resumption of military communications between the two nations, which China voluntarily stopped. But so far, no headway has been made. At this moment,、uh, China has not agreed to move forward with that.、Um, I think that's an issue that we have to keep working on. Uh, it is very important that we restore those channels. Blinken's visit is the first by a Secretary of State to China in five years. 
Upon his arrival, he was only met by Yang Tao, head of the Chinese Foreign Ministry's North American and Oceanian Affairs Department, and U.S. Ambassador to China, Nicholas Burns, at the airport. However, the seating arrangement at the meeting with Xi has also sparked speculation. Please, have a seat. Long tables were arranged in a U-shape, with Xi sitting alone at the head table. This is a departure from his previous practice of sitting in a row with foreign guests to his left and right. Although this U.S.-China exchange had limited results, some experts viewed it positively. Tony's not the head of state. He's secretary of state. That is an intentional and symbolically important move by the Chinese government to show a desire to continue to work constructively on the relationship. This meeting may also pave the way for a future meeting between Xi and U.S. President Joe Biden, which could occur during the APEC Leaders Summit in Los Angeles in November. An AirAsia flight scheduled to depart from Taoyuan International Airport at 3.55 p.m. on Monday was delayed by over 15 hours, forcing many cold and hungry passengers to fend for themselves overnight. The flight finally departed Tuesday morning, but compensation from the airline has not been enough to satisfy passengers who were told to wait in the airport overnight. Let's hear what they had to say about the experience. At 2.30 a.m. Tuesday, a horde of passengers crowded the boarding gate. They're asking ground staff to give an explanation for repeated delays to their flight. Now it's almost 4 a.m. and passengers are forced to stay overnight at the airport. But there are not enough blankets to go around, and many are shivering from the cold. The waiting area is packed with people, many of whom got too tired to keep waiting for blankets and went directly to sleep sitting up and wearing their own jackets to stay warm. A lot of people here at the airport are freezing and hungry, but the staff did not give us any reasonable explanation. They even wrote a report saying that they wanted us to stay in the airport because they were afraid that we would be too tired to travel between the airport and the hotel. AirAsia Flight D7379 was scheduled to fly from Taoyuan International Airport to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia at 3.55 p.m. on Monday. 354 passengers had already boarded the plane when at 4.30 p.m. an announcement was made that due to an engine malfunction, all passengers had to disembark. Originally, the aircraft was expected to be repaired in four hours and take off at 8.30 p.m., but the gate was changed. At 2 a.m., passengers gathered at the gate and the flight was delayed again to 4.30 a.m. At 7.30 a.m. Tuesday, the flight finally departed after a total delay of 15 and a half hours. AirAsia offered 500 meal coupons and discount coupons for about 1,330 NT dollars, but the passengers were not pleased. Everyone was cold, hungry, and without blankets. They did give us discount coupons and asked us to redeem them. But there were long lines and some stores were even closed by the time we got there. So some people couldn't even redeem their food. I didn't even claim the 500 NT dollar meal voucher because I was so unhappy. They said they would give 200 Malaysian ringgits as compensation for making customers wait so long. But who would even want to fly with them again after this? 
AirAsia explained that the flight was delayed because repair parts had to be transferred from another flight. Since shops in the terminal had already closed for the day, staff also bought drinks and snacks for the passengers. With a delay that stretched almost 16 hours, many itineraries were disrupted, and customers were left with a bitter taste in their mouths. Today, we take you to an immersive theater production from Taiwan's top performing artists. They range from dancers, aerial artists, drag queens and actors to members of live bands. The performance is inspired by Lilith, a figure in Western mythology. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang gives us a sneak peek of their show. Dancers and actors take to the stage in this immersive theater show. The show combines dance and the performances of aerial artists, actors, singers, and drag queens. The team also uses lighting and laser effects. This is a show by the Lilyverse production team. The team is comprised of local top performing arts talents ranging from aerial artists, singers, drag queens, to actors. The shows are inspired by Western mythological character, Lilith. We try to be more international, so we uh, reference from the uh, very ancient mythology of Lilith, this figure. She's the first woman created by the god, and uh, we try to use her character to address, first we include Feminism and our show is very different from other immersive theater in Taiwan because uh, most of us we are dancers and this uh, this time we also include drag queen acrobats and lots of actors in our show. Most of the dancers we are commercial dancers, so we work for lots of famous singers like Jay Chow. She's uh, the Dance, dance director of Jay Chow's concert. And most of us, we also dance for lots of famous singers like Ame, Aline, and Sholo. The 2023 show, which will kick off on June 22nd, is an upgraded version of the team's 2021 performance with new dance pieces and costumes. This time we are uh, choreographing a lot of parts for our show uh, and uh, you will see the extension for our show because we have 50 minutes more. You will see uh, two different uh, endings. So if you want to join us, then uh, you can uh, experience two di uh, totally different two endings because yes. uh, the two endings means different meanings so yes. you have to experience uh, by yourself. Lilyverse production will be performing from June 22nd to June 26th at Ximen Riverside Live House. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Qi in Taipei. Travel has made its post-pandemic comeback and the cruise ship industry is along for the ride. 80% of tickets for this summer have already been gobbled up, and next summer's market is expected to be even bigger. Two enormous cruise ships from foreign companies plan to make Jilong and Kaohsiung their home ports. But we also look forward to exposing to the Taiwanese traveler the culture uh, from around the world, the, the different foods and the different entertainment that only Norwegian can bring. During around 2018 and 2019, Taiwan's cruise ship market was developing rapidly. So we're just jumping back on this trend despite the brief stoppage we had during the pandemic. The number one dock at Ma Gong Harbor is being extended to 340 meters. 
So in the future, big cruise ships like the 75,000-ton Norwegian Spirit will be able to dock at our outlying island of Penghu, which means we won't need smaller vessels to ferry people over anymore. In early May, the MSC Bellissima brought 4,000 Japanese visitors to Taiwan, and starting in January next year, this cruise ship's home port will be Geelong, which is where the ship will begin its journeys. In the past, the Norwegian Spirit would only travel between North America and Australia, but in June, Geelong and Kaohsiung became its home ports. This cruise ship will create a new chapter for Taiwan-Japan island hopping as passengers starting in the summer of 2024 will be able to enjoy themselves on two islands, Japan's Ishigaki and Taiwan's Penghu. A student during the Japanese colonial period wasn't able to receive his elementary school diploma because he couldn't afford to pay the $1 fee. Decades later, the student's three sons have gone on to become successful businessmen, and the three now elderly men contacted Masai Elementary School in Ilan about the uncollected diploma. Not only did the brothers fulfill their late father's wish by receiving a replica diploma, but they also gave the school a generous donation for students of this century. At the graduation ceremony of Maasai Elementary School in Ilan, a diploma was finally taken home after many decades. The three Ling brothers finally fulfilled their late father's wish. The men explained that their father was born during the Japanese colonial period, and at that time, the Ling family was so poor that their father wasn't able to pay the one dollar required to receive his diploma. Their father was too embarrassed to go to the school to receive his diploma, and this regret stayed with him for the rest of his life. Their father encouraged his three boys to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. The three brothers went on to build successful businesses, and they yearned for the day they could receive the missing diploma in their father's place. Any diplomas that we can find from the Japanese colonial period are in bad shape. Our school isn't able to restore them when they've deteriorated this much. So we hired professionals who can return the diplomas to their original condition. It sounds easy, but it's anything but. Diplomas from back then are nothing like the ones granted nowadays, and Maasai Elementary's administration has searched all over for someone to do the restoration work. Fortunately enough, Li Mingjie, Suao Township head, posted on social media looking for the owner of this old diploma. A template was found, which was used to create a replica of the diploma awarded many decades ago. We'll give this diploma to our dad on Father's Day this year to let him know that he finally got his diploma. The three Lin brothers donated 500,000 NT dollars to Maasai Elementary School, and this will go towards scholarships for students. I feel this is a really positive example that we can all learn from. The three Ling brothers donated 500,000 NT dollars towards scholarships as a way to express their gratitude to the school. Their principal added that any alumni who have not received a diploma from the Japanese colonial period are welcome to contact the school. The cost is still just one dollar. It's that time of year again. Devastatingly hot outside and bafflingly chilly inside. Many people get the symptoms of a cold when they go in and out of air-conditioned rooms. But what is actually going on in our bodies when we react to these shifts in temperature? And how can we help our bodies adjust to these extremes of heat? We spoke to both a Western MD and a traditional Chinese medicine doctor to learn why aircon has its effect and how we can manage the symptoms. 
When the aircon is turned up to full blast in the office, it's time to pull on a jacket. But head out the door and it's boiling. A sudden shift in temperature like this can stress the body. It's quite hot outside, so there's a big change in temperature. When you suddenly go inside and you're drenched in sweat, it can make you feel a bit dizzy. When there are big temperature changes, it can be hard to adjust. Your body needs to regulate a bit. I get a headache here. One moment, you're sweltering on the street. The next, you're shivering in an air-conned room. Many people get headaches, dizziness, neck aches, or even nausea. You might mistake these symptoms for fatigue, but this traditional Chinese medicine doctor says it's about your nervous system. When the temperature gets very high, it creates problems for the body's adaptation. That makes the sympathetic nervous system get dysregulated. This is a summer heat and dampness cold. Some people also call it airconitis. But airconitis is not an infection. It's the body's own response to extreme shifts in temperature. It's more intense for people with weak immune systems or who don't exercise regularly. And it can also set off allergic reactions. The temperature gap might be 8 degrees or more. And then it can cause an allergic reaction in the nose, giving you a blocked or runny nose, which then creates a headache. Doctors recommend putting on a light jacket or face mask in rooms with air conditioning, which might ward off some of the symptoms. As the trend for fitness continues to grow, there are few demographics left out. Working out is becoming normalized for older adults. Folks in their 70s and 80s are taking charge of their health and claiming their spot at the gym. And now there are gyms that cater specifically to older adults. Some combined workouts with specialist care for joints, blood pressure, and health issues common in old age. We visited Tu Kenrong, CEO of one such gym, to talk about the challenges that older adults face in keeping fit. And we spoke to some of the gym's regulars who were gracious enough to show us what they know. The class completes the V-step, then uses exercise bands to deepen their squats and chest presses. The students in this room are aged everywhere from 40 to 70 plus years old. My real age is 71 years old, but my metabolic age is just 56. I've been exercising ever since I was very young. My hands always used to be a bit weak, but after working out, Opening cans became easy. I just flipped them open like it's no big deal. Having been active her whole life, Chen Yahui is now experiencing some of the impacts of aging. Although her hands and feet have lost strength, for the last two years she's attended regular classes at this gym just for older adults. And her training has gradually paid off. 67-year-old Tang Zhi easily lifts a 20-kilogram trap bar. When she first retired, she gave up on exercise. But after accompanying her mother to the doctor one day, she realized how startlingly little stamina she had in her muscles. Now, after two years back in the gym, her metabolic age is just 58. I had a frozen shoulder and I couldn't hold my arm up straight. After many, many workouts, 
I found that I really can stretch my arm out straight now. I'm in much better condition than I used to be. More than 80% of our clients have musculoskeletal or joint-related diseases. The chances of osteoarthritis of the knee are 70%. With a background in sports medicine, it's easier to resolve their musculoskeletal and joint health problems. Taiwan's population is aging fast. This older adults training center is informed by sports medicine. They offer blood pressure tests and training that grows gradually and incrementally in intensity. At the same time, they prevent muscle loss and other types of degeneration while guarding against injuries to joints or bones. We've grown about 5 to 10 percent every month since the pandemic. That's the growth in our membership numbers. Looking at the market, there is big demand for these types of services. Coaches need to upgrade their medical knowledge and their understanding of physical structures. We may need retraining. The post-COVID fitness craze keeps growing. The fitness industry for older adults is worth an estimated 6.5 billion NT dollars, and that's driving many professionals to up their game in this arena. This year's Taidong Hot Air Balloon Festival will feature a special balloon made to look like the goddess Mazu. Funded by the Taidong County government and the Taidong Tianhou Temple, the balloon is sure to win over festival attendees. Let's get a closer look. The Mazu statue from Taidong's Tianhou Temple on Tuesday is treated with care as it slowly rises upward on a hot air balloon made to look like the deity herself. The Mazu Balloon is a joint venture between the Taidong County government and the Tianhou, Taidong Tianhou Temple. It is 26 meters tall and 20 meters in diameter. With her lovely rounded face and stately appearance, Mazu is fit to fly. Check out the balloon on display at the Taidong Hot Air Balloon Festival starting June 30th.